Praise God. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Father, I thank you this morning for the hand of the Lord upon me. I thank you for the anointing to proclaim the great and mighty gospel. We thank you this day that on the other end you agree of great and mighty understanding that people will leave here knowing truth and that they'll be able to use it for the glory of Almighty God. And every saint shouted. Amen. And shouted again. Amen. You can be seated. Praise God. Turn with me to Second Samuel, the ninth chapter. Second Samuel, the ninth chapter. <coughs> we'll head in that direction. Praise God. This morning, I want to talk to you about a word in the King James Bible called compassion. Compassion. Compassion means love in action. How many know it's easy to talk a good game? Anybody found that out? It's easy to talk about the love of God, compassion of God. But you know, it's a different thing. You know, the body of Christ is full of the love of God. The love of God has been shed abroad in their heart by the Holy Ghost. Amen? But there's something that the body of Christ is sadly lacking in, and that's teaching on how to operate in compassion, how to operate in love. You know, you're full of faith, but not many people in the body of Christ, I'll say 95% of the body of Christ knows very little about how to operate in faith. Amen? But they're full of faith. It came when they was born again. By grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourselves a gift of God. God gave you faith. So, we need to know how to live in compassion, how to operate in love. Praise God. You know, you ever heard anybody say, well, I've just had about all I can stand to that? <laughs> uh, I've just took all I can take. You know. You've never heard anyone walk before a judge and say, Judge, I love this man so much I'm going to have to quit him. Have you ever heard that? I love this guy. He's something special. He's forever doing something for me. He brings me flowers. He's a good provider. He's a... But I'm going to have to quit him. I love him so. You don't ever hear that, do you? Well, what's the problem? It's not that they don't love. Let me tell you something. We need to learn how to use that, what we have. Do you know that? You know, like I told you, my sister, she run over them little kigbees learning to drive and everything, taking those lessons. You know, finally she got her license. You know. But she made a lot of mistakes on the way. It's a lot of people made mistakes on, on the way. And, and you know, the body of Christ is not big on forgiveness. You know, we're on, we're on this end of it. Uh, 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 we will show you. Now, we'll put you on probation for three years and see how you do. Love never does something like that. Love is quick to forgive. Hallelujah. Love is quick to forgive when your mate says something. Huh? Kind of like one woman told me, said, well, I always forgive my husband, but I always wait till, you know, just before the sun goes down. <clears throat> you know, said, don't let the sun go down on your wrath. 
He said, I'll hold it, I'll hold his feet to the fire right, right to the last minute. Well, that's really the love of God. Been putting up with that all day long. Don't know what she's going to do. See, compassion, Old Testament. It means merciful, kindness, to treat with tenderness, to make someone a favorite. Hallelujah. He gave an example in, in Wilson's Old Testament study. He said, like a parent towards an infant child. What if everybody had treated somebody like an infant child? Is there any hallelujahs here or, or holy holy or hooly hooly or just say something? You know, just do something. Kick somebody or do something, you know, don't just sit there. Hallelujah. Now listen, like a parent towards an infant child. Praise God. Praise God. You know, love never does worry people. Amen. You know something else? Love is dependable. You know what they're going to do. Amen? You say, well, you know, I'm working on it. No, you know when to work on it? Right now, this change right now. It don't take three months to get some of this stuff straight. I mean, the minute you hear the Word of God, change right then. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise be unto God. Love is dependable. Love is faithful. Love always knows you're going to show up on time. Praise God. He goes on to say in the Old Testament, love is favor, grace, very tender affection. Hallelujah. Faithfulness. Praise be unto God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It goes on to say that love is the very nature of Almighty God. In other words, you know, we're going to read the story of David and, and, and Jonathan. They made a covenant, and Jonathan got killed, and his father Saul, the king, got killed, and David became the king. And he says this. He finds one of the servants of Saul and says, Any left in the house of Saul that I can show the kindness of God to? That's called compassion. He didn't have to. Love operates where it does not have to. It shows love to that no neighbor next door over there that throws trash in your yard. Hallelujah. 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 So we're going to read about David. David's covenant with Jonathan. Jonathan had a little son named Mephibosheth, that was crippled. Hallelujah. You know, over in the Psalms, it talks about David. And God said, this old boy David has got a heart. He's after my own heart. He operates like me, praise God. Hallelujah. Now this guy, you got to remember, David is not born again. David is not a saved man. He does not have the love of God operating in his heart like you do. But he'd done it just cause of the word saying so. Hallelujah. See, a lot of folks think, well, David was saved, Moses, no, no one's saved till Jesus raised from the dead. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. 
Now let me say this one more time. Love does not worry people. Love is always dependable. You can depend on Him. He'll be there when the morning comes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. In Saul, the ninth chapter, I mean in Samuel, the, the, the ninth chapter and the first verse, David says, Is there yet any? Say out loud, any. So this pertains to any, doesn't it? That is left of the house of Saul that I may show him the kindness for Jonathan's sake. Now, David had made a covenant with Jonathan. And they had come together and said, we'll always, in other words, they had a covenant of friendship. You know, a lot of people say, well, I'm, a, I'm his friend and I'll stick with him through thick and thin, but if he get too thick, I'll have to thin. Well, that's not a friend. Amen? A friend will be there when the morning comes. A friend is made for adversity. When trouble comes and you've got a friend, he'll stick with you. Amen. Y'all mumbling or y'all saying amen? I wish he shut up, I believe, you know. He ain't, he done quit preaching and went to meddling. <laughs> All right, we got the second verse. And there was of the house of Saul a servant whose name was Ziba. And when they had called him unto David, the king said unto him, Art thou Ziba? And he said, Thy servant is he. And the king said, Is there not yet any? I don't care who he is. I don't care if he's come against me. I don't care if he joined in with his daddy and run me for 12 years, had fought me with his mouth, fought me with his actions, done everything against me. See, love takes no account of suffered wrong. It just don't, it don't do it. Well, you disappointed me. Well, that's tough. Well, I think you ought to... Yes, you may think that, but uh, uh, my happiness don't center up in what you think. Third verse. Could be better, but it's going to get worse. The king said, Is there not yet any of the house of Saul that I may show the kindness of God unto? And Ziba said unto the king, Jonathan had a son which is lame in his feet. Now, who wants to take care of someone's lame in his feet? You want to take care? How many of you would like, how many of you have ever been around a nursing home? How many of you ever seen folks crippled? Would you like to work there all the day long? Huh? How would you like to carry them home with you after the visit? And the king said, fourth verse, where is he? Ziba said unto the king, Behold, he is a house of my car, the son of Amiel, in Lodibar. Now, Lodibar is way on out there somewhere. I ain't never looked that up, but that ain't a good place to be in Lodibar. <laughs> That's where you go at the last resort. That's when you can't pay for your help, and you can't rent your house, and you can't provide for yourself. You got to get out there and be on somebody else and feel like a third or fourth class citizen. Then the king, then King David sent and fetched him. 
You know, he said, oh, you know, anybody can say, you know, I love you. I love you, I love you. And I hate it because you're starving to death. I hate it because you can't pay your light bill. Now, I hate it, you know, I, I wish you was doing better. Oh, I love you so. That's a lie. Spewed out of hell. Love does something about it. Love don't just talk. Compassion is being moved by the very heart of Almighty God on the inside of you. You know what compassion is? That's loving people when they don't even deserve it. This guy, Mephibosheth, he don't deserve nothing. He, you know, his granddaddy run David for 12 years, tried to kill him. But David made a covenant as a friend to Jonathan. You know, a friend will stick closer than a brother. Man, it's getting quiet in here. I might ought to taught on prosperity today. Everybody likes that pretty good. God's going to bless me. Oh, God's going to bless me. God's going to bless me. All glory. Now, everybody loves that little deal. Oh, I am healed, healed, healed. Everybody loves to get healed. What about when you have to change? See, we got some changing to do. All of us. Now listen to me. This church is going to be known as a, as a church full of love. That's what we're going to do. Now we can teach on it, but we're going to act on it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Fifth verse, then King David sent and fetched him. He didn't say, oh, carry him a loaf of bread out there to him. You know. Let's bless him. Send him a whole load of something out there. No, he said, come bring him. He fetched him out of the house of Micar and the son of Amiel from Lodibar. And when Mephibosheth, the son of Jonathan, the son of Saul, was come unto David, he fell on his face and did reverence. And David said, Mephibosheth, and he answered, Behold thy servant. And David said unto him, Fear not. Let me tell you something. Now listen to me. When someone loves you, you don't have any fear what they're going to do. David said, Fear not. Don't fear. See, if you know God loves you, you don't have no fear. He's going to help you meet every need. If you know God loves you, you ain't afraid of cancer. If you know God loves you, it don't matter what comes up. You know Almighty God's going to meet that need. Can you say amen? See, if you understand, God is love. God is full of compassion. He said, David now I, uh, was going to show the compassion or the kindness of God. He's going to show that. Well, what did he do? Sixth verse. Seventh verse. And David said unto him, Fear not, for I will surely show thee kindness for Jonathan thy father's sake. You know, a lot of times, you know, if you got a friend, I got a friend, his, his son got in some problems a few years back. You know what I did? I took up me some time with his son. Why? Because that fellow's my friend. 
That fellow's my friend. I mean, we've been friends for 30 years. You know, most folks stay friends for about four or five years. You know, I've had enough of their personality. <laughs> Hallelujah. He got to cutting up just right, this young man, when he got to be a teenager. And so his father was going to treat him just like his father treated him. How's that? Going to knock fire off his head. That's what he's going to do. Hallelujah. Knock both ears loose. I'll teach you how to operate. I told him have more confidence in him. Put something else in him. They went to church. They are saved. Full of the love of God, but don't know how to use it. Do you understand that? We're full of the love of Almighty God. We need to use it. See, what's the difference? Talking is cheap. You've got to have some corresponding action if it's real. Well, hallelujah. Eighth verse, and he bowed himself and said, What is thy servant that thou should look upon such a dead dog as I am? Now, ain't that an opinion of your own self? That's a pitiful thing. I ain't, I ain't, I'm worse than a dead dog on the side of the road. I ain't nothing. I'm nothing in your own sight. But what if you knew without a shadow of a doubt that Almighty God thought you was His favorite? Your stock would go up, wouldn't it? Huh? What if you knew that someone in high authority, such as the king that loved you, bless God so much, he'd reach out there where you're at and bring you in to the very blessings of Almighty God? Huh? Your stock would go up. You could believe God a million times better. Amen? Ninth verse, then the king called Ziba. Called Ziba, Saul's servant, said unto him, I have given unto thy master's son all that pertain to Saul to all of his household. Tenth verse, there therefore thy sons and thy servants shall till the land for him, and thou shalt bring in the fruit that the master's son may have food to eat. But Mephibosheth, thy master's son, shall eat bread always at my table. Brought him into the king's court. Slide your foot under the king's table. The king loves you. Hallelujah. You know, there's coming a banqueting table one day that it's going to be so far you can't see the end of it. And he's going to say, come in, my bride, hallelujah, and eat at the king's table. We call it, we call it the marriage supper of the Lamb. Praise God. Glory to God. Do you know your God's already called you in? The same thing that David did with little Mephibosheth is available right now to you because God has compassion for you. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. He'll eat bread always at my table. Now Ziba had 15 sons and 25 servants. Man, he automatically became rich. Then said Ziba unto the king, According to all that my lord the king has commanded his servant, so shall thy servants do. And as for Mephibosheth, 
said the king, he shall eat at my table as one of the king's sons. <laughs> now that's the compassion of God. Now listen to me. That's what's shed abroad in your heart. Turn with me to the 13th chapter of Acts. Hallelujah. Now that's what's in you. Well, how come I don't act like that? When someone does something I don't like, when someone disappoints me, when someone does something against me, when someone tells a lie on me. Let me tell you, if you ain't had eight or ten real good, real good lies told on you, you ain't doing nothing but Jesus. I mean good ones. I ain't talking about them little old nothing. I'm talking about good lies. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The 13th chapter, book of Acts. Now you understand what David did. How he brought him out of Lodibar. How that, uh, how he brought him out of Lodibar, how he let him set his feet at his own table, the king's table. Restored it. Now listen. He restored everything that Saul, Jonathan, all the former king had, restored it unto this grandchild. Why did he do it? Because I'm going to show him the kindness of God. I'm going to show him the compassion of God. Man, if I could get, a, get some of that. Wouldn't you like to have some of that? Huh? How many of you would like to re receive that land back that your grandparents lost? How would you like to receive something, the inheritance of your family that was uh, cast out and, and looked at as outcast in Lodibar and God restore you to the highest position? Luke, the fourth chapter, Cotton Patch Translation, said Jesus came. Why did He come? Not only to restore the uh, 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 blinded eye, but He said it's to restore those that's been grievously insulted. You ever been insulted? Said you ain't nothing. You ain't good as a dead dog on the side of the road. You're out in Lodi Bar. You was raised white trash. Man, it got quiet then. <laughs> you know, when I, I come along, you know what they, they considered me? They said he's the black sheep of the family. Well, I didn't care. I care less. I could care less. Then, hallelujah. But now I got favor with them. Praise God. Now, David done a special thing. He done it so special to Mephibosheth. I mean, they wrote these whole books about how David done such a thing. That he was going to show them the kindness of God. Now, this guy, usually when a man comes to power, all the former... Uh, uh, King's people, they were annihilated, killed where there wouldn't be an uprising. Now he's done something else. You know what Abraham Lincoln said one time? He is campaigning against his opponent. And they told him, said, you are too kind to him. You're too kind to him. You ought to blast him sideways. You know things on him, you ought to tell it. Said, all you do is brag on him. He said, I know how to defeat my enemy. Said, I make him my friend. I wish Christians knew that. 
Acts the 13th chapter. Start in a... Oh, uh, let me see. 32nd verse will do. And we declare unto you great tidings, how that, how that the promise which was made unto the fathers, God has fulfilled the same unto us. Say us. Their children. In that He has raised up Jesus again. As it is written in the second song, Thou art my son, this day I have begotten thee. 34th verse, and concerning that he raised him up from the dead, now no more to return unto corruption, he saith on this wise, I'll give you, you, the, the sure mercies of David. Whatever David showed Mephibosheth, bless God, God said, I'm going to give that to you. You don't think David's better than God. You don't think he's more compassionate than Almighty God. So, he has given us the sure mercies of David. See, we need to know God's personality. In Psalms 86, 15, he said, But thou, Lord, art God full of compassion, slow to anger and great in mercy. Ninth verse said, The Lord is good to all, and His tender mercies are over all His works. See, if you want to know if it's God or not, see if the tender mercies of God are over it. Huh? Psalms 145, 8 and 9. Hallelujah. In Micah, the 7th chapter, 18th and 19th verse, you might write this down. It said, Our God delights in mercy. He delights in mercy. He will have compassion upon us. Hallelujah. So we know that our God's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Jesus Christ, the same yesterday. He never changes. Amen. So our God delights in compassion. Something moves God from the inside. Do you know that? For God so loved the world that He's a giver. Hallelujah. He loves the world. For God so loved the world, He gave. He loved them so much, He gave. A man that walks in love is a giver because he's got the heart of God. Hallelujah. Say, you know why people don't tithe, don't give? Because they don't know the love of God. Say, they don't know what God wants to do with them. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise God. In the New Testament, the word compassion you know, we tr translate love over agape, and we say it's God is love, but that's not what it means. Agape means God is in love with you. And that's a whole lot of difference. Do you understand that? God is not just God is love. God love it, poor little thing. See, that's not, that's not, God's in love with you. That means this, bless God. Now like Tony, he knows I love him. He, he don't have no doubt about it. He knows he can come to my house and get anything he wants. But, Brenda, I'm in love with her and she's already got everything I got. She's not going to get it. Before we, before we married, we didn't, I didn't sit down and say, now listen, we're going to have to have a premarital agreement. You know, if you'll sign this, 
You know what? I had her sisters, both her sisters. I wrote up a thing and said everything I have, cars, lands, houses, everything I have right now, before we even get married, bless God, I give it to you and had it notarized. She knows I'm in love with her. Do you understand that? Well, I don't know if that's smart or not. I don't care what you think. I know what I got. I know what God said. Ha, ha, ha. Hallelujah. You know a fellow have a, a prenuptial agreement? He ain't in love with that woman. For God is love and he's a giver. Are you listening to me? Oh, I'm doing a good job this morning. <laughs> oh, hallelujah. Turn with me if you will. to uh, Matthew, the uh, 14th chapter. Matthew 14. Praise God. Now, let me say this about the word compassion. That's being moved. Now, let me tell you something. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise God. Betty Spires' uh, daughter-in-law named Renee. I went to see her mama one time. She, I picked her up by her clothes like that. She is light as a... You ever seen a sick chicken? You ever picked up a sick chicken? It wasn't nothing but feathers. That's how light she was. She weighed about 80-something pounds. But something poured out called the compassion of God, and she was instantly healed of leukemia, praise God. That's the love of Almighty God. Can you say amen? Hallelujah. Now, when we're talking about compassion... In the Greek, in the New Testament, is a word, splotchinizoma. How many of you know your Father God has a disease that He ain't never going to get cured of? It's called splotchinizoma. He's got the splotchinizoma, folks. That means, bless God, He ain't never going to quit having compassion for you. It's incurable. He can't help it. That's Him. That's Him. And that's who shed abroad in your heart. You're the temple of the Holy Ghost. See, if we learn how God operates, we can operate like Him. He said, the works I do, you're going to do also. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Splotchinizoma means to yearn, tender affection, to be moved by His heart. Sympathy. Shows kindness by assistance. A desire to help people when they don't deserve it. Does that sound like the body of Christ? Now be honest, does that sound anything like we're in? You know, right now, God, I, I watch what other people is preaching. I watched Charles Stanley yesterday. I've watched... I, I, I watch uh, Billy Graham or Oral Roberts or Kenneth Hagin, Freddie Price, some of these men. And you know what everybody's teaching on right now? Love and forgiveness. Why? Because we need teaching on it. Talk is cheap. You know, if you see a brother in need and say, Oh, God love it. Well, that's junk. That's a joke. You see someone in need, help them if you, if you believe God's going to bless you back. He said, He that lendeth to the poor 
Uh, he that gives the poor lendeth to God, and that which he's given, he'll pay him again. Matthew, I mean, uh, 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 Proverbs 18, 19. Hallelujah. 18, 17. Praise God. So let me read that again. To yearn, tender mercy, to move by the heart, show kindness by assistance, a desire to help people when they don't deserve it, when they keep failing, when they keep failing over the same problem, I am tired of helping you out of that same thing. It's the same thing over and over. Do you like that? No, I don't like it. Do you like to help people with the same problem? I don't. I expect people to grow. I've been teaching on prosperity and the very ones that need it don't even show up. <laughs> what are you going to do when they come next time wanting some money? I may not show up. You come listen to these teachings? You get any of the tapes? What would you do? Well, what are you going to do? See, we're not a benevolent organization. We're not, we're not the Salvation Army. We don't help folks out. We help people. But there's only one way we can do it, and that's with the Word of God. See? I can look at records and things we've helped people. And you look down there, yeah, right there, right there. Well, man, they've done real good for about three months. And there, there. What do you do? Oh, I swear to God, I ain't never going to miss church. Oh, get the Bible out. I took people and, and put their thumb in ink pad and make them sign something. Don't do no good. If fella's word ain't no good, he ain't nothing no way. Do you know that? He ain't going to change. Not because you inked him up. That ain't going to do it unless he sees the Word of God and changes according to the Word of God. It ain't going to do no good. You can fingerprint him, carry, down to, carry him down to a police station. You know it's hard to break out of a rut, folks. Someone get in a rut and they end that, and they, especially where money's concerned and where people don't have plenty. It's hard to break out of that. You have to make a decision. You have to make a decision. This is all of this. I'm not going to be in the same shape this next year that I'm in right now. Hallelujah. I've made a decision. I've drawn a line in the sand. Hallelujah. Satan, just shoot your best shot because I'm going on through to the high calling of Almighty God. I'm not going to live the same. Glory to God. Hallelujah. See, if you know how much God's in love with you and the compassion He's had, you can have it on somebody else. Praise God. Praise God. How many of you know when someone keeps failing, you keep helping them if they won't help? Not just helping folks out. See, paying someone's light bill ain't going to help them. Paying someone's car note ain't going to help them. See, that ain't what we want to teach them how blessed God that get God to bless them. No human being likes to come humble himself before another human being and have to ask for something. Come hit me out. Nobody likes that. But bless God, we've got a church with the love of God. Hallelujah. And we'll get mad if you don't come. Say, I heard you went somewhere. I ought to just slap your jaw. Amen. Hallelujah. 
Hallelujah, hallelujah. The love of Almighty God, the compassion of God, won't you, whether you deserve it or not. I don't know a lot of people that deserve it. Do you? Just keep failing, doing the same thing over and over. Just keep doing it. Love of God says, come on, I'm going to help you. <laughs> Say, do you believe we need some teaching along these lines? How many of you believe that? Say amen or how many of you done arrived? If you raise your hand, we'll call altar call for liars. Love puts others' feelings, puts others first in everything. What's best for them? See, a lot of times it ain't best to keep helping folks. You can keep helping folks in their failure, and that ain't helping. You understand that? I've seen a lot of parents keep helping their daughters, sons, grandchildren, just keep helping them, and that and helping them out, getting them out of this, getting them out of that, getting them out, you know, feeding them. That ain't what we need. We need the love of God that'll sit down and teach somebody something. Now, if they don't want to hear it, you ain't got no business to keep on with it. Where was we at? Matthew, the 14th chapter, look at the 10th verse. John the Baptist. And he sent and beheaded John in prison. Now, John the Baptist is Jesus' first cousin. John the Baptist knew that he was the Lamb of God. He's the only one. He and his disciples did not know his purpose. But John the Baptist did. Now they've cut his head off. And his head was brought in a turkey plate. Now, they, that's a terrible thing. Here's someone, a little gal, come jumping around dancing. So what do you need? Bring his head in a turkey plate. Now, ain't that a shame? Now, I'd be, that's my first cousin. He's the only one that knows I'm the Lamb of God that taketh away the sin of the world. Nobody else knows it. He wants to get alone by himself. Listen to him. Brought his head in a charger and, and gave it to the damsel, and she brought it to her mother. And his disciples came and took up the body and buried it and went and told Jesus. Now, here's Jesus. When Jesus heard it, he departed from thence by ship into a desert place to get alone. And when, it, and when the people heard it, therefore they followed him on foot out of the city, and Jesus went forth and saw a great multitude and was moved with compassion toward them and healed the sick. Now that's a, that's a powerful story. Here your first cousin's killed. Here's the guy, the only guy that knows what, why he's come. Why'd you come, Jesus? I'm going to take away the sin of the whole world. Hallelujah. I'm going to be the sin for every man. No, his disciples, he says, a lot of things I'd like to tell y'all, but y'all don't understand. Where do you get the Holy Ghost? Now they've cut his head off. He said, Jesus went forth and saw a great multitude and was moved with compassion towards them and healed their sick. You know, you can look at that and say, well, he knew who brought sickness and he turned on the devil. But something moved on him for those people. Those people have been following him. I mean, he left and crossed, uh, 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 crossed the, uh, the, the, 
the Sea of Galilee and got to the other side. Then folks found out where he was and they ran all the way around there, whole multitude of them, sick and everything. They bringing his sick and he had compassion on them. God has not lost any compassion. Listen, if you got a sickness, terminal cancer, bless God, I got a God that'll heal it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Cotton Patch translation said he was deeply moved. What do you mean? That means, bless God, he was moved by something on the inside of him. Hallelujah. Write this down. Matthew 15, 29 through 32. While we're close, uh, 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 let's read it. Praise God. Won't take but a second. 29th verse. 15, 29. Jesus departed from thence and came nigh unto the sea of Galilee and went up into a mountain and sat down there. And a great multitude came unto him, having with them that were lame, blind, dumb. See, it's help for you. Maimed, maimed and many others. Cast them down at Jesus' feet, and he healed them. Insomuch as the multitude wondered, uh, when they saw the dumb to speak, the maimed to be made whole, the lame to walk, the blind to see, and they glorified the God of Israel. Hallelujah. Then Jesus called his disciples and said unto them, and said, I have compassion upon the multitude because they have continued with me now three days and have nothing to eat. And I'll not send them away fasting lest they faint by the wayside. See, it, compassion is not just going to get you healed, but it'll get your needs met. You need a, a house payment. You need a car payment. You need a new car. You need a home. You need some land. See, God is compassion. Hallelujah. See, let me tell you something. Compassion will help somebody else out. Do you understand that? Hallelujah. 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 Praise God. So, it won't just get you healed. It'll get your needs met. Turn back to the ninth chapter of Matthew. We close. The ninth chapter, 35th verse. <coughs> Excuse me. And Jesus went about all the cities and villages, teaching in their synagogues, preaching the gospel of the kingdom, and healing every sickness. See, the gospel includes healing. Every sickness, every disease among the people. But when he saw the multitude, he was moved with compassion on them because they fainted and were scattered abroad as sheep having no shepherd. Then said he unto the disciple, The harvest truly is plenteous, but the labors are few. Pray ye therefore the, the Lord of the harvest that he'll send forth labors into the harvest. Well, you ever thought, why don't we win the lost? You know, we've seen Christianity. We've had it around for nearly 2,000 years. You know, if one person just win one person a week, that's born again. It wouldn't take about four or five years. We'd win the whole world. Well, why don't we? Because there's something called compassion. That when we look at a brother that's not born again, we think heathen or something, instead of that boy's going to hell. That boy right there needs Jesus. Hallelujah. Why is he acting like that? Why is he cutting up? Why is he doing? He's doing what he's supposed to do. He's acting like he's supposed to. But it's something in, in your heart called compassion if you'll be moved by your heart. 
Amen? One time we had a store in the storefront up there and some of the men was outside praying and they went out there on the railroad track and brought a fella in. Oh, my Lord, he smelled like Ranky Lee. I'm telling you, he was rough. They brought that guy in. He didn't have no place to live. He didn't have no place. He's a railroad man. What would you have done? Well, at that time, we didn't have no money to help him with. Fifty, a hundred dollars or something. We didn't have no money in our treasure. But I had a house. And I carried him home with me. You say you wanted to? No. Did he deserve to go home? No. He got on that railroad track on his own. He could have got him a job when he was a young man. But compassion don't take note of all that. Said that boy needs help. Hallelujah. He had epileptic fits. Had fits. I looked out my door one day. I looked out my door one day. And he done had an epileptic fit and two of my boys on top of him casting the devil out of him. Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. 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 Got him saved. Got him filled with the Holy Ghost. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Look in the... Uh, let's read one more scripture. It ain't, it ain't gonna hurt nothing. Matthew the 18th chapter. Praise God. 18th chapter, look in the 21st verse. Then came Peter unto him and said, Lord, how often shall my brother sin against me and I forgive him? Till seven times? That'd be a pretty good time. Most folks won't forgive nothing. Not one time. Let you mess up one time, they'll throw it up to you for 16 years. After you're dead, they'll want to dig you up and tell you about it. Amen. Hallelujah. Seven times seven. Twenty-second verse. Jesus answered, said, "I say not unto thee until seven times, but until seventy times seven. That's four hundred and ninety times." And he's talking about in a day. You ever seen anyone you had to forgive four hundred and ninety times a day? Huh? Before I got saved, I needed that kind of. 33rd verse. Therefore is the kingdom of heaven likened to a certain king which would take account of his servants. And when he had begun to reckon, one was brought unto him which owed him 10,000 talents. Now how come he let him get, it, get that far in debt? I don't know. He must have been a pretty good worker. But far as much as he had not to pay, his Lord commanded he be sold, his wife, children, and all, be, all that he had, and payment be made. Then the servant therefore fell down and worshipped him, saying, Lord, have patience with me, and I'll pay thee all. Then the Lord of that servant was moved with compassion and loosed him and forgave him all his debt. Then you know the rest of the story. He went, this fellow is forgiven. He found the fellow that owed him a hundred pence. Now he jumped on him, knocked one ear loose, poked one eye out, and throwed him in the pen. See, everybody can be forgiven. Everybody wants to forgive. Everybody wants someone to look at them and say, well, everything's all right. But you know the way we do? We always got a finger pointing. We got a finger pointing. 
You understand? That's not the compassion of Almighty God. Say, yeah, you owe me a hundred pence. I'm going to get you. I'm going to sell you, your wife, your children. I'm going to sell your dog and your two chickens. I'm going to sell everything you got and get your money. But you just got forgiven all. Say, you understand what? I, I, I'm not trying to say we're the worst people in the world. I'm not doing that. But I'm saying we need some teaching on how to walk in the love of God, how to be moved with compassion. Bless God, how to be quick to forgive instead of quick to point. Amen? Amen? Hallelujah. You believe it's easier to see others' mistakes? Hallelujah. Old boy come by here one time. And he just bought him a 300 pound dollar pair of boots the week before. And he come squalling in there and couldn't pay his light bill and he, you know, and my wife's gonna quit me and I just got this one little boy. And uh how much the light bill? $105. Wasn't you know wasn't the end of the world. But I'd never seen the fellow before. I don't know nothing about him. I prayed with him. He got saved, filled with the Holy Ghost, squalled in there, just had a big experience with the Lord. I said, now when you leave, I'm going to give you that 105. Uh, uh, he said, I'm going to pay you back. I said, I know it. And he kicked them boots off right over there. And when he left, some of them around here seen him leaving barefooted. Said, Brother Buzzy, I said, well, come on, get your boots. <laughs> you, know, hey, what? you know, but uh, you know, It took me nearly a year to forgive that fellow. Every time I think about them boots, that fellow done spent $300 on them boots and beat me out of a hundred. I knew his mama. She, her word was good. If she said I'll do something, she'd do it. You know, I'm thinking that. Now he's done left in my boots. After he lived down on Strong Highway, every time I'd come by there, I'd look over and I'd say, that boot man, I didn't want to grit my teeth. I went in his house one time. He wouldn't come out. His wife said, he ain't him. I said, yeah, he's him. I'm talking about I'm preaching. I opened the door, went in there. Well, he ain't him. I said, I'll see if he's him. I went on back and yeah, he is him. What the hell? He thought I was going to get him. And I, you know, I felt like getting him. I got where I couldn't even look, look over that way. I think about my boots. Alligator boots. Gold tip. Hundred dollars. I had to forgive him. Hallelujah. It didn't I mean it gnawed on me, folks. It grated on me. You understand what I'm saying? Every time I think about it, he done, that boot man done got me. I hate for someone to get me. You know what I mean? You know, Dr. Les Summerall told me one time. He said, Now let me tell you something. If you're gonna walk in the love of God, you're gonna have to be willing to be fooled. Nobody likes to be fooled. How many of y'all like to be fooled? If you do, you lied. See? Hallelujah. One day I passed there and I just stopped out in his yard. And I said, I give you them boots. I give you that light bill. (laughs) 
Because if I get away, I got a blessing coming back. <laughs> and I knew that. But I, you know, some things you hate to turn loose. Huh? Hallelujah. 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 Praise God. You know, lepers came to Jesus one time and he said, I'm going to have compassion on him. And he healed him. Praise God. Praise God. One thing that compassion does is willing to sit down and take time to teach somebody something. Hallelujah. You know, our God's got the splotching isoma. Well, you got it too. The love of God has been shed abroad in your heart by the Holy Ghost. You have a love transfusion. You know, Galatians 5, 22, he said, The fruit of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, long-suffering, faith, faith, love, agape, is a fruit and it'll grow. But it don't grow by lying dormant. You have to put it into action. Talk is cheap. Talk's cheap. Hallelujah. You have to make a decision. I'm going to walk in the love of God. I'm going to show the compassion of God. I'm going to be love in action. You have to make that decision. You know, if you want your faith to work, if it ain't working for you, check up right there. Faith worketh by love. Check up. Is it working? Is your finances working? Is your health? All that? Check up. Am I walking in love? Am I holding a grudge? My mother, ten years after my daddy died, she forgave him. See? Ten years. Been dead ten years. He didn't do right. He didn't act right. He'd done things wrong. Ten years. She had a tumor the size of a grapefruit. She wouldn't tell anybody around here because it looked like she didn't know faith. You understand what I She'd go to Shreveport to the doctor. But after she failed... One Sunday night, I went by her house and the Lord said, go pray with your mama. I asked her, I said, you got anything against anybody? Not a thing. I said, well, the Lord sent me by here. And let's ask the Holy Ghost. Forty-five minutes later, she is still confessing before the Lord things she'd held against people. One of them was me. I don't think I've done exactly... You know... They didn't call me the white sheep of the family. <laughs> but she went through that and forgave everybody. In three or four days, she didn't have a tumor the size of a grapefruit. Hallelujah. Something's stopping. If it, if it ain't working, something's stopping it. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So, let us grow in this compassion of Almighty God. Can you say amen? I'm going to teach on this some more. I'm well assured we got the love of God in our heart. I'm well assured that compassion is in you. I'm well assured. But let me tell you something. It's like driving a car. If you don't know where second is, you'll never hit it. You're going to have to learn. You're going to have to learn to walk in the love of God. Love grows. Compassion grows. Praise God. Hallelujah. Set that over here. In, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Is anybody here that's not born again? Anybody here that's not saved? Raise your hand. Hallelujah. It looks like all of us. Some of you have been wanting to join the church. If you're not a member of the church this morning, I want you to come down front and put your name on the roll. And then we'll sing when the roll is called up yonder. We'll be there. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Everybody stand up.
Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If you're here this morning and you want to join the church, come on, just get out of your seat and come on down here and sign your name to the roll. Praise God. I signed mine this morning, so I'm going to join myself. Hallelujah. Well, we'll do that a little later. Praise God. If you're here this morning and you're not a member of this church and you want to be a member, uh, raise your hand. Praise God. All right? Come sign the book. Anybody else? Hallelujah. 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 Praise God. If you're not sure you're a member of the church and want to be, come down front and sign this book when we're, as Tammy's playing. Praise God. You can be dismissed. I'll see you tonight at 6 o'clock. Hallelujah.